Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Are the kids all right for Liverpool? By Andy Wales. Steve McManaman, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, Jamie Carragher, Stephen Gerrard, and Raheem Sterling. Six names that invoke differing opinions amongst Liverpool fans. But whatever their legacy, those six names are the only ones who have come through the youth academy system and successfully established themselves as first-team regulars during the Premier League era. There have been others, such as Dominic Matteo, Martin Kelly, and John Flanagan, who've had spells in the first team, but never really established themselves as an automatic first choice. Plenty more, the likes of Suso, Jack Robinson, Danny Pacheco, Danny Guthrie, Stephen Warlock, Jordan Rossiter, Jerome Sinclair, Brad Smith, and João Carlos Teixeira, emerged with high hopes of making the breakthrough, but ultimately failed to make the grade. It can certainly be seen as disappointing, that five of the six successful graduates from the Premier League era came into the team during that first decade, meaning that only Raheem Sterling has made the step up in the past 15 years. It's only fair to consider how much the Premier League has changed in that time, with the money pumped into Chelsea and Manchester City impacting on transfer fees and wages, as well as the ever-increasing TV deals. The proliferation of a money culture largely saw development replaced by here-and-now spending. The will of fans to see young players given an opportunity and forge a spot in the team too often replaced by a growing obsession with signing so-called big names, as the concept of patience continually diminishes. Another contributing factor could be the changes made behind the scenes. Rafa Benitez, unhappy with how the academy was progressing, brought former Barcelona men Pep Segura and Rodolfo Borrell in as part of a restructuring. However, that all changed again under Brandon Rodgers in his early years as Liverpool manager. These structural, technical and maybe even philosophical changes about how the academy should operate will not have helped establish a smooth and consistent transition from under 18 right through to first team level. Obviously, if a player is talented enough, he should be able to make the progression regardless, but restructuring every few years cannot help that progress. That brings me on to the current crop of young players looking to make their way into the Liverpool first team 
under a manager with a reputation for facilitating just that. The FA Cup ties against Plymouth and Wolves were a chance for a few to prove Jurgen Klopp doesn't need to dip into the January transfer market, that there are young players ready to step up and be effective squad members as the pressure to get results intensifies over the coming months. Did they achieve that? Probably not. Is it unfair to expect a youngster to shine enough against lower league opposition in the cup to the degree that it can convince fans that there is enough squad depth? Maybe that is unfair, especially when you consider that the number of changes made do nothing for team cohesion. It's not really the best platform for a young player to be introduced into the team and I'm sure Klopp would prefer to ease them in one at a time when the side is playing with fluidity and confidence. That's a much more seamless transition. And with the right leaders around them, it provides a more nurturing environment for a young player. The flip side to that is testing a player's character, where seeing if they can sink or swim tests whether or not they have the mental resolve required at the highest level. Difficult moments, defeats, loss of form are all important tests for any player because they have to know how to get through them and respond. So perhaps Klopp wanted to test their mental capacity as well as their footballing abilities. It may not have been the ideal scenario, but the situation of form, fatigue, injuries and fixture congestion didn't really allow for the ideal. What can we take from their outings? Aside from the learnings the players and Klopp will have taken from these games, we as fans got to see another potential glimpse of the future, in the shape of Trent Alexander-Arnold and Ben Woodburn. Those two didn't look out of place, and although that's no guarantee that they will continue their progression and have a long-term future at the club, it's fair to say that they look solid and realistic prospects. Joe Gomez looked an exciting prospect when he first arrived at Anfield, and his long layoff due to injury means it's difficult to be judgmental of some of the uncomfortable moments he's had since returning. Ovia Jaria is another who excited fans during his pre-season outings, but failed to really impose his talent during these FA Cup matches. However, for the likes of Kevin Stewart and Conor Randall, the future looks less rosy. Both can carve out decent careers, but sadly they simply don't look up to the standard required for Liverpool. Now this may be an unpopular opinion with some, but I honestly think the same can be said of Shea Ojo. He undoubtedly has talent, but I fear he doesn't have quite enough to impose himself on the Liverpool team. I hope he proves me wrong, and perhaps he can be an option from the bench, but I suspect he will want more than just a bit-part role for the rest of his career, and rightly so. Recent history suggests very few young players will make the grade at Liverpool, and I sincerely hope this trend changes because there is certainly some talent trying to make that breakthrough. Tony Gomez and Jan Danda are two names that spring to mind when looking at who might be in line for future opportunities. For me, creating quality from within is as important as signing it to give Liverpool a healthy balance for years to come. You can always rely on Andy to come up with some interesting food for thought on this piece here, looking at the pool of talent um, which Liverpool has looking to break through, uh, is very, very typical of his pieces in that it does basically name drop all the various guys and Andy doesn't back off assessing them uh, in his own in his own way and uh, giving his own opinion, which I, I would admire. Uh, I would uh, agree with him. He is right to say that he is being harsh on on, on Shea Ojo, I think. Um, He's certainly shown, for me, some exciting um, ability. But then, I guess, 
so many guys have over the years and of course the statistics would prove the point the central thesis of what Andy's writing here which is that <laughs> there are not many guys who make the breakthrough and for all the uh, building up of solid professionals who can go on and have careers elsewhere that the academy has done there has been a tragic lack of genuine stars coming through genuine first team regulars so look quite a downbeat piece when you think about it in that respect but uh, he does try to end it on an upbeat note uh, with his references to Tony Gomez and Yanda and again I have to say you people if you are semi-regular listening to this you'll know that I don't have time to watch the Liverpool kids I don't know who these guys are I know the names obviously but I don't see them I don't like I don't have time in my life to watch Liverpool youth and um I envy those who do, and if uh, the this Gomez and Dan the chap uh, are if these are two guys to 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 look out for, then I look forward to seeing them. But sadly, that will be only when they finally make the breakthrough into the first team squad. On the FA Cup thing, it's been very interesting recently to hear uh, a lot of conversation about um, the usual guff about disrespect for the cup. Really, who cares at this stage? But the idea of playing so many young guys together. Um, I think you are setting them up in some ways for a little bit of a fall and it might just maybe let people have a little bit of perspective about how how much relevance that, that Jurgen Klopp placed on the cup competitions really and truly at the end of the day, certainly the FA Cup in the early rounds when there were so many young kids playing. It, it, there's obviously a risk inherent in playing all those guys together and when you do that and when you take that risk, you're making, there's a tacit admission there that there are priorities other priorities and I think that's all anyone wanted to, to, to see I think that's what most people would have agreed with that it's got to be the Premier League that's, that's the priority I think we, we we beat Swansea nobody's really crying you know so hopefully the corner oh god I just said the corner's been turned and I started that phrase I apologize hopefully something has changed back to what it was yeah that's rubbish I should have just said turn the corner. Hopefully something happened against Chelsea. Hopefully we are back on some sort of some sort of track towards uh, better form and better results. And maybe we will see one or two of those guys. I would imagine there's a fine chance of seeing Alexander-Arnold making an appearance or two. And maybe even if we're doing well, we'll see Ben Woodburn from the bench a couple of times. Let's hope so. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.